0: The Modern Black Man Podcast. Welcome to another episode of of our first season and our debut for very special guest, um, someone that uh, I've learned from over the years, somebody that I've uh, been able to to grow from and learn uh, so many things. Um, my co-host extraordinaire, I'm allowing him to introduce himself.
1: Good evening. Thank you for having me, Brian. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is I have worked with Brian and known Brian for multiple years. I'm looking forward to
0: um, this wonderful episode on fatherhood about to get it popping man i've had um so many ideas and i'm excited to kind of talk to you about them, man um i think that you are a a a master father I, i know a lot of good dads i know some great dads and then i think that there's that that highest level right um and i i think that it's just a lot of preparation that goes into it. I wanted to talk to you about it. I mean, what do you think makes you uh, or gets you to the level of fatherhood that you're at? And we'll talk about that. But what do you think has gotten you to where you are as a father?
1: Well, I think, well, thank you for those accolades um, to call me a masterful father. That's amazing. You know, I wouldn't even give that to myself. But um, fatherhood is difficult. You know, um, I didn't grow up with a father at all. And so just trying to figure out what is needed for a young black, black boy in in today's society, as we know, is very difficult. And so I think it's just chipping away, trying to figure out how you fit and the information that you want to give your son or your daughter just to help them develop as a individual, as a person. I think those things are important. One of the things that I'm, I've been working with my son about is about values you know, having family values, making sure that you are good to other people. And so those things are important. And uh, someone informed me, one of the things I should actually begin to chip away was the Ten Commandments. And I was like, man, that's amazing. You know, so I started to work with him on the Ten Commandments. So um, I think one of the things that I've been doing is just picking up things from other people, reading some books, and just trying to apply those things. And looking at the things that I didn't have and my own background, my own education and trying to stir that cake together to come out with a a very good product.
0: Right. It's so much work and it's, I mean, it's a lot of resources that you get together, but like you said, it's, um, it's instilling the discipline or the values. I mean, do you, and I, and I've seen it uh, from your kid. I'll just go ahead and uh, lay that out there. Uh, you have a very dynamic young man. He can be a kid when it's time to be a kid and he can be a little adult when it's time to be a little adult. And I think that that is uh, success in parenting, just being able to have your young person successfully move through all the areas uh, in their little life. I mean, and those areas are going to grow, um, with, with with your son, do you do you have specific goals for him? Do you do you want him to achieve X, Y, or Z, or uh, do you have some kind of a, a preliminary plan put together for little man? Or what's that? You know, like, do you? Is that something that uh, you guys are working on? Well, I think um, in in the beginning, I wanted to
1: live vicariously through my son because you know, I'll, you would know that I, I had these aspirations of being in the NFL. And I think a lot of young um, individuals growing up wants to play professional sports. And, you know, I had some struggles through um, my, my sports career, my athletic career, where I didn't make it to where I needed to be. And it wasn't because of raw talent it was because I didn't have someone in my corner necessarily molding me and pushing me because I had the gifts. Um, And so what I've learned is that my son is going to be who he's going to be based on what I am instilling in him. And what I am instilling in him is two things, discipline and education. And with those two things, he's going to be able to create an opportunity for himself. So, with that opportunity in the the these years that he is starting to develop I'm exposing him to different things so um this summer you know he had a um a a little time with tennis you know you were involved with that a couple of weeks prior that he was involved with a football practice you know Uh, He goes to the gym and, you know, he plays basketball with me. He loves the park. He loves to pick up rocks and do those little kid things where I'm like, come on, little boy, focus. Let's go, you know. And so I I brought him to the park and, you know, we we were focusing on three sports, soccer, um, uh, baseball, um, and uh, football, you know, trying to kind of see what was the best for him. And then what I've noticed that, you know, he, he, had, he kicks with both feet pretty well. So I was like, oh, soccer is good. And through that process, I, I realized he's a really um, – he's a speedster. So I was like, all right, we need to have him run track. Yeah. But sports is not necessarily what I think his gifts are. I really think that being a six-year-old young boy, he's very intelligent. You know, he can yeah. – um, The the young man is very good with math. He's a very good reader. You know, he knows sign language and he and he knows a little bit of Spanish. You know, so when I was six years old, I was nowhere near um, as gifted and I didn't really like school. You know, he says he doesn't like school. Right. He'll say that. But he's going to school every single day you know he is picking something up new every single day if you ask him hey what did you learn he may say nothing but then you start talking to him and he doesn't speak like a a, a young no uh, you know he speaks at a, a really high level and i Ooh. think and i think those are the things that we have instilled in him from the jump and based on that he will be able to kind of pave any path for himself so um, I've really been trying to push sports on him because, as you know, I, I'm, I'm sports driven all day long. I love sports. You know, I can play anything, you know, ham, you know, handball, tennis, you know, kickball. You know, I, I went to college and I played lacrosse. You know, I did all of those things, you know. so, But that's not, that's not what his desire is. That's not what his love is. So I need to take a step back as a father and say, okay, all right, let me just give you an opportunity and guide you. In a way that's going to be helpful. So if he says, hey, um, I want to do this, I'm going to talk to him about what the options are, what the roadblocks may be, some of the challenges, whether they're some of the challenges and then talk to him about things that could be positive, things that can be negative and help him figure it out. And I think really that's what a father is. Someone's going to help you figure some things out.
0: Absolutely. I know um, I was blessed with a father for, you know, till about fourth grade and um, my dad raised me um, probably until I was about two mostly. I spent most of my time with him, but not having that male guidance at critical ages is where I really think the um, there's a crossroad um, not. And um, a lot of women try to take on that father role. do you think that do you think that a woman can replace a father?
1: I, I don't I don't necessarily think that um, a woman can replace a father but I, I do believe that a woman can absolutely provide the necessary guidance that uh, a male cannot. So in terms of these, emotions right a, a woman can express their emotions much differently than a man and a, a male cannot necessarily teach those things you know those are learned behaviors we learn them w- well into our 30s and our 40s how to manage our emotions how to deal with self and I think that a woman already has those skills has uh, those attributes already but I don't necessarily think that I, I don't think that a, um, a woman can I don't think that's the role. I don't think it's teaching a woman, teaching um, a young boy how to be, uh, a, a, to be a man. I don't think that's, that's what the role is. I think that yeah, teaching them how to be a good person. I think that if you can instill values, whether you're a man or whether you're a woman, those things are going to be seen as they get older. Uh, a lot of uh, single mothers get um, a lot of the, I, I would say, a lot of things that are looked at differently um, because they have to work, and they have, you know, so they may not be home a lot, and sometimes the, the the boy may go into the community and find themselves in a a situation that I don't think that's blaming the the mom or the dad. In, in many cases, I, I couldn't necessarily blame the father because. Um, a father should provide guidance and tell his kid, whether it is a, a guy or a girl, hey, you know, um, son or daughter, hey, don't do this. Right. You need to stay away from this. And here's why. And in some cases, some kids are going to learn, beca- learn based on things that they don't do, things that they get involved with. Because, hey, y- you hear it all the time. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't touch this. Don't touch this. And then when you get out there, you end up doing it because you're curious, you know. So, but just to answer your question, just more uh, succinctly, um, I don't believe that. I, I don't want to get into that type of argument. Can a, um, sure, can a a, a woman raise a, a young boy? Because it happens every day, you know. And there are some good, good. Uh, um, mothers out there that have raised outstanding sons you know Um, I think one of the things that the question probably should happen what type of negative void has that left in the boy for not having their father Um, because a father is absolutely important I think society does place a lot of effort on the mothers in terms of their parenting and kind of really forget the father, but I think that a father is essential in the development of a child.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know um, I was raised by my mother and she had a girlfriend that was like very hands-on with me and would spend a lot of time with me. And I mean, I, I, I think that it's about having a team a support system for a young person. I think that it's a lot on any individual woman to raise one or multiple children by herself. And I I just don't even comprehend that struggle. But I I agree with you. I think that there are certain voids. And I want to talk about the voids that are there when um, dad isn't... Well, Life got better... When my father left, my mother um, became this ultimate provider. Um, I know that we had struggles for periods. Um, definitely had seen and understood that, but she rose to the challenge. Uh, my father left for our doom. You understand? He left thinking that we were going to go under. He just, you know, it wasn't a. It, it was. It was. It was all for failure. He wanted uh, my mother to realize maybe that she needed him. Uh, And and I think that I learned from that experience watching my mother come home and, you know, cry because she can't afford her bills or not have groceries in the house or have more than she can handle as an individual. Um, So definitely, uh, I I think that there's voids and I want to talk about them. Um, I, I know that there's a confidence that comes, I believe, from having a father around um, I know with my interactions with young men and the interactions I had with men as a young person, um, it's definitely a confidence you have when you know that there's a a, a male leading or supporting you. Does do, that something that you've experienced? Well, I, I can't necessarily
1: really. Well, no. um, can you? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can't really. Nec- I can't necessarily comment on that because I did not necessarily have the mother and the father in the home with me. Mm -hmm. So, um, but what I do know in my experience of working with youth
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: kind of evaluating the differences between a two-person home and then um, the differences between uh, a child that is raised by their mother and then a child that's raised by their father. There are significant differences on how the child goes about life.
0: Mm. Talk about that. I mean, um, you you you've, you've you've experienced it. I mean, you've got empirical eyes. Uh, what have you observed uh, in the male? We'll start with the males and the of the father. So, in
1: in going back to the the word void,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Um, a male that
1: sometimes does not have their father they're looking for something they they're trying to they have this anger built up because the father left mm. right they want to know why the father left like was it me right? right and so they express their emotions through anger right they become a more aggressive uh, individual so that's what i've seen is that always 100% accurate uh no Um, I know I know for me my my I was like my dad didn't want me right Mm -hmm. that was my whole thing he didn't want me and I've built on that so so I I actually became a mama's boy right I always was at with my mom I grew up with sisters I was always at in that that scope anywhere my mom was i was curled up behind her you know not necessarily curled up but you know what i mean i right. was with her all the time um and but it didn't necessarily show me how to really manage aggression so um when i was out on my own right and and strife came and situations came right um you had to either take the, the, the flight or the fight scenario, which you don't necessarily know which one's right or wrong. And I, and I grew up in a very um, tough neighborhood, right? Went to a school. I went to an OR boy, boy high school, you know, basically. You know, I went to a vocational high school. So the majority, majority of the school were males. So you had to then um, present a certain way because, to protect yourself. And then you started to begin to get these characteristics that necessarily wasn't how you were raised, right? Mm. And so in order to make it, right, and because I was, I, was a, uh, I was little, right, I fought all the time. Not because I wanted to fight, because that was presented and I didn't know any other way, right? And so even though my mom used to be like, hey, you shouldn't be fighting, you shouldn't be do, th- do this, but you're not walking home with me. You know, right. you're not necessarily protecting me. And as a as a male, right, even as we get older, our whole entire purpose, right, that I see is that we try and be a provider for our family and be the protector of our family. So how do you do that? Right? You you do that necessarily, right? In 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 those in, in a couple in a couple ways. You do that either you're fighting, right? Mm-hmm. Or you are creating a scenario where nobody's going to mess with you and you do that. A lot of people don't mess with the people that are the loudest. Right. Right. right? They don't necessarily do that um, in some cases until they're like, you know, some. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that. Um, so that's that scenario in terms of the um, the, the the mother um, being raised, raising a, a son or a daughter a single family home, right? The mom leading the household. In some cases, there's some disrespect there, right? Um, Because again, the the son or daughter disrespects the mom because she's not around. She's trying to uh, fend for the family. She's trying to be the protector. She's trying to be this. She's trying to be that. And she's trying to create an opportunity for her family. And because she's not necessarily always there, They then the kids then fend for themselves. And now they not only get mad at the mom, they also get mad at um, the dad. And so there is that opportunity where they just are lost. Right. They're, They're really lost and they don't have a relationship. And I think that when you have a mom or a dad or whatever it is, it's about building a relationship. Like going back to my son. I'm building a relationship with him, right? He knows that I'm his dad. He knows that I will absolutely light him up if he does something that goes against what we talked about. He also knows that his mom will do the same thing and she'll support me. What, where the the rubber meets the road is if that, the the tour view, whether it's a single a parent home or if you're in the house together, you're Ow. not on the same page because because kids pick that up quickly, right? They build on that. So um, that, that's what I've seen. In addition to that, uh, the last one, uh, uh, a male, a male raising a child, whether it's a male or a female, right? One of the things a male does, a male is not necessarily a nurturer, and, and you know that's something learned that's a learned behavior uh, a woman is is more of a nurturer than a male is and so you would see um individuals that are thick-skinned that's absolutely tough things that don't really waver them because um if uh if you come home right and let's just say you have somebody <laughs> i'll give you my own personal story right uh somebody um Somebody messed with my son, right? Mm-hmm. And his mom tells him, if somebody puts their hands on you, you go tell somebody, right? right. <laughs> Me? Um, what? Somebody put their hands on you? What you mean? What did you do? I didn't do anything. Listen, um, I'm not promoting violence, but I'm not going to um, condone somebody touching my kid, especially if my kid didn't do anything, right? So my response to him was, No. Um, I agree with you telling somebody, however, you're not going to just allow somebody to put their hands on you. So you're going to tell that person, do not touch me, right? Do not touch me. You're going to have that conversation with them. If it continues, right, you go tell the teacher, Hey, this kid keeps bothering me, whatever the case may be. And it happens again. Um, you need to make sure that kid doesn't touch you anymore. That that's, that's my conversation. Granted, whether that's wrong or right, uh, I don't know. But what I don't want is that somebody's just going to bully my son or anybody else for that matter. Because people in life, they need to stand up for themselves. I'm not saying to cause problems. I'm not saying to provide bodily harm to somebody. But listen, if they're poking you in the chest, you're going to step back. Hey, please don't put your hands on me. Don't put your hands on me. You walk away, but you're going to defend yourself. Because if you walk away and they come behind you, right? You're vulnerable yeah. now, yeah. so I, I'm teaching him to protect himself, but making sure that he, you know, lack not lack for a better word that he's not a punk.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, because that's just blood in the water. Yeah. Yeah. So, as a dad, um, and, and you're talking about these scenarios, is there a? Um, A problem area that you see or forecast as a father something that you uh, are gaining an instinct to protect your tribe um like do you see a modern i don't know like social media or i don't know teenage pregnancy you know like do you do you see that as a, a, a i don't know like a future scenarios or waters that you have to navigate. I mean, are you planning for that stuff now? I know the kid's only six, but.
1: (laughs) Well, I I think one, again, is going back to the values, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We talk about the the 10 commandments. um, And so we're chipping away at those things and what those things actually mean. Um, And so you want to provide certain things that he's going to remember when the opportunity comes um, is he will he have premarital sex possibly um, will he- p- potentially have a child out of wed um out of uh, out of marriage you know possibly but guess what if that happens you've got to take care of your responsibility so the conversations that I'm having is not to get yourself in situations that is going to force you to have to reel back right mm. so you know, I, I didn't I, I was blessed for not having I didn't have a, a child until I was married. Right. You know, so that and not, not to say that people that don't go into that situation are not blessed. So, you not know, get me wrong. That was just something that I believe that you should have. That was my belief. That was my belief system that you should have a child when you're married. But granted, there's people out there that are very successful, live great lives. You know that it wasn't that way for them, but that was my own belief. Would I still love my son if that occurs? um, If that if he has a child um, without being married? Yeah, I'm still gonna love him. I'm gonna support him and give him guidance and direction how to manage that. You know, but I'm not gonna be um, this ogre to say you better marry her. You know, you had a child with her. You better no. I'm not gonna do that because that's not helpful to anyone any situation. Am I preparing him for society that there's violence, uh, that there's racism, that there's drugs out there? Absolutely. Those are conversations I'm having with him now. Um, I was watching a, um, a show where um, the mother and father was talking to their eight-year-old about um, police brutality, right? I haven't gotten to that point With my son. My son lives in an area where I need to have that conversation, but I haven't had that conversation yet. So you begin to uh, create milestones and create foundations that's going to help them blossom and develop. You don't wait until they're 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, because they're already exposed to that stuff, and they they begin to build their own mindset. So you want to get them while they're developing that you can kind of really walk them through it and help them out to make
0: good, positive decisions throughout their life. So is there – here's my uh, thing I find uh, interesting – Is there an age where you let go? You still are there, but you realize that you've got to let your child crash, fail, or experience life without the training wheels or the safety helmet of of dad. Um, Is that something that you planned, uh, thought about?
1: No, I don't necessarily think I've thought about that because I don't necessarily think that you ever let go of your child. Um, I can be, you know, 65 and he can be, um, you know, 20, 24, 25, and if he has an issue, I'm going to parent him, you know, So because that's what we do. We provide guidance no matter what. Well, if I have breath in my body, I'm gonna provide guidance If he's asking me for assistance, if he's asking me for something, and even if he's not, and I know that he needs it, whether he accepts it or not, I'm going to go ahead and give my two cents my my father my fatherly guidance because that's important. We don't stop parenting there's no there's no age that says you stop parenting because your child reaches. 18, 21, you and I know society says, okay, well, they're an adult once they reach a certain age, but that doesn't mean that you stop giving them guidance. So no, my answer to you is going to be no.
0: And as a father, are there, um, I don't know, mistakes, scars, um, um, or even failures that you are preparing to share with your kid? Um, I've, I have thought about that. There's certain
1: things. I, I don't know if I want to have those because there's some right. things that I have done that I regret that I'm not proud of. And I don't know if I want to have that conversation, that conversate type of conversation with my little man, you know? Um, right. And hopefully I'm um, hopefully I don't have to, to give him, Hey, you know, that he's not going through something where I need to say, Hey, um,
0: Hey, I, I, I have that. a
1: situation, yeah, you know, <laughs> oh, 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 because they're not cool. And, you know, by the grace of God, you know, I, I've gotten out of some of them. It wasn't as as bad as it, it should have been or could have been, you know. So I don't know if I want to have those that conversation just yet. But I do want to talk to him, like I said, about violence. I do want to talk to him about, um, you know, the, the, the criminal justice system. Definitely going to have a conversation about uh, sex, you know, women, you know, relationships. Definitely going to have conversations about racism. You know, that, that's important in, in today's world. This society is different. It's absolutely different than when I was growing up. So I have to prepare him. That's my role, to prepare him so that he can be as successful as possible. I'm not going to leave him on the ledge.
0: I mean, that speaks of a, a, a long sight. Uh, longitude of uh your relationship I mean you're going to be in this young person's life until you don't have any breath left in your brain. is isn't that
1: isn't isn't that what you did when you um decided to create the person you brought you uh-huh. you put you know um breath was put in their body and something that you created right yeah, so you can't leave them at all, you know, because the the overall scope is that their job is to take care of you
0: when you can't take care of yourself. Right. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I um, I just look forward to the day when I can uh, build my own uh, little tribe. See what I got there with that. Well, in order for you to build
1: your tribe, you got to decide what type of individual you want to build your tribe with. Absolutely. And, that, and I think that could be a different um, topic and later on. But I think that would be something for you to really look at what are the characteristics that you look forward to. And, and sometimes people have kids, um, you know, it's an accident. You know, hey, I'm just in the moment, you know, and, and something happens. And all of a sudden they don't want the kid, they regret it. You know, um, sometimes, um, uh, mothers, they don't have the father in the child's life because there was a tumultuous situation. And they're like, every time they look at the child, it reminds them of the, the yep. dad. So, you yep. know, they keep the kid away, you know, that's, that's detrimental to the kid's development. So the kid, the kid didn't do anything wrong, you know, so that should be separate in my opinion. I know a lot of um, males, when it comes to like child support, right? Um, They're like, hey, man, she's asking me for this. I don't have it, you know? So, um, hey, because I can't give any money, um, I stay out of the child's life. My thing is that support does not necessarily have to be monetary. It could be, hey, you just walking them to school, it could be doing homework, it can help them read that that's still support yeah the courts don't necessarily put a value on that um but the bottom line is that don't run away from your responsibility
0: absolutely that's uh i think that's maybe one more that stayed with me the one scruple um but i just have never um i don't know uh i just have never been in a situation where i had to honor that commitment so um it's it, it sounds like it's transformative what do you think the biggest change in you has been since becoming a father? Man, I'm I'm more reserved, you know. Mm. Um like I don't
1: I don't run the streets um anymore. I don't really go to certain places that I used to go to. I don't do a lot of things. I don't hang out as much as I used to. Granted, do I still hang out? You know who doesn't, you know. You know, I still I'm still vibrant, you know. So still go out a little bit, just a little bit, you know. But I don't. One thing I, what I'm not gonna do is not gonna bring a whole bunch of um, women around my my little man, you know. Because again, development he he's gonna remember those things. And so if I want him to have, uh, I'm gonna pick pick somebody that has the same. Uh, values that I have and stick with it and ride it out. Hold on, you know, just to make sure.
0: Um, but are I, values I, always reflected in? Do you think values are reflected in our character? Yes. Yeah. 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 Without a doubt. I mean, I just, I've been experiencing a lot of people that want to call them more and they want to assert um, ideal values, but the life, I feel that a lot of people are living just it doesn't match up and i don't understand why we try to we're eager to cross into this moral threshold but we're so blind
1: because well just to jump in and sorry to interject real quick but i think part of it is that um we know what we're supposed to be doing but we're not disciplined or to have the self-control to do it yeah you know so so we, so we're always gonna. Sometimes you say you can make your mouth say anything, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but your actions are what is important. And sometimes, hey, we say the things that we want. You know, um, I'm saying this things to you um, because this is what I want to be. But I don't have the skill set, or maybe the skill set it couldn't, it may not be the skill set. I don't have the the self control um, to do those things just yet. But if you continue to chip away and try, man,
0: you'll get there. Exactly. It's a a development. Yeah. You know, uh, with development, it's key to be consistent. When you start segmenting and breaking apart your whatever it is, if you take breaks from your workstation and you go back to your work, there's so many studies that just show that you're going to be less efficient your mind is not going to work the same because anything that, that you want want to build with integrity, you have to go straight through. You have to go through the whole process. And sometimes there are setbacks. Yeah. So, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Man, I appreciate you taking the time. I really wanted to um, kind of get the season started with, um, you know, with something uh, uh, a little aspirational, inspirational, inspirational, um, and um, really foundational because family values are what I know in my journey I am running towards. Uh, just like you said, I uh, I have to probably make some decisions um, in, in how I'm going to get that done uh, realistically. Um, but it is absolutely what I think this season is going to be about, is uh, just having
1: Well, lifestyle. Yeah. I'm all in. Yeah. So if, if there's any other opportunity that you want to invite me on, I'm definitely to share. Hopefully I'm an expert in your topic. That's right. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll Definitely make sure I get one that uh, you're more than overqualified for. Um, <laughs> Do you have any uh, projects, social media, anything that you want to uh, drop before we sign
1: off? You you know me. Um, I'm not a, a social media person. Um, I kind of stay away from social media. Um, you know, that's my own personal feeling. Um, I don't necessarily uh, share photos. I don't necessarily share where I'm at. Um, I don't necessarily come connect. Back to that
0: episode. We're going to yeah. a
1: social media episode this season. Okay. And- I'll, ex- I'll explain why. <laughs> you know, um, you know, so but yeah, but so I don't have any um any Twitter or Instagram or anything of that nature for me to share. So it's just me. Just if you wanna get
0: with me, call me or email me. That's how you get me. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Until uh our next episode, y'all know you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, um Chubby Idris Elba. You know you can catch the show on Facebook. Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher. I think we're up on SoundCloud, Modern Black Man Podcast. I promise season two is about to really get popping. Um, you know, it's a new season, new phase, new game. Um, until the next episode, peace. All right, sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, Please uh, rate this podcast on Apple, Apple Music. Get on there and give us a rating. I hope you give us a good rating. But if you want to tear it down, be real about it. Let us know how we can get better. All we're trying to do is just, you know, spread more love in this world. Peace.